right, welcome to episode 29 of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. Hello! And Ivan Ocampo. Hello. Hello. All right. Hello. In this episode, we will be smoking something from the Cigar Snob Vault. Uh... It's Volt. It sounded, it sounded like the Volt. Volt. Like the Chevy Volt the Chevy. that we loaded. Yeah, snob. well, that's it's our, the, one of our humidors is a, is a Chevy Volt. Yes, exactly. This is the uh, the Cigar Snob Volt is parked out back, and we pulled a cigar out of it. Also, we will be talking about the Kentucky Derby, the NBA playoffs, some of the latest cigar news, our favorite hors d'oeuvres, and uh, making Tapas. some recommendations for people. So uh, before we get into all that, a word from our sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villager La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. All right, and we're back on this episode of the podcast, our featured cigar that we are all uh, smoking here in in unison. And what what happened? What happened? Somebody somebody's phone, and I oh, think it's man. yours. Oh my god! All right, that's enough of that. That's enough out of you. Oh shit! So unprofessional. Oh my god! Jesus okay. Christ, all right, everybody, relax. Nothing to see here. We are all smoking the Room One Hundred and One Master Collection One. In Mutante, which is a 7 by 38 Lancero. Uh, this uh, was released, Eric, 2013? 2013 IPCPR, yep. Yeah, so this was uh, uh, one of three in a series, right? So it was that is correct. Master Collections 1, 2, and 3, and then each of those came in a variety of sizes. So this one was uh, probably the, the strongest and, and pepperiest, biggest on flavor. And my favorite of the bunch. Right. Uh, and it, it features a San Andres Ligero Rosado wrapper, although uh, there's not a whole lot rosado about it in color. Yeah, I know. I, I, it looks like a straight-up San Andres <laughs> right. uh, Morrong wrapper, right? Like a yeah. dark one. Did it get darker in the humidor? <laughs> no. <laughs> that doesn't tend to happen. Things get dirty in the Chevy Volt. Uh uh, it's got a uh, Honduran Corojo binder and fillers from Honduras, Mexico, and Nicaragua. This was manufactured in Honduras. Um, so it's been sitting in the humidor for, yeah, for quite a long time. Yeah, so yeah, five years or so. Yeah, uh, I, I think well, I was the last years, one. Almost five years, because we probably got it in July. So Yeah, I think I was the last one to get this lit. But Ivan, what are your thoughts so far on this? Well, I remember when this was first released. The packaging was awesome. It was like Gorgeous, one of the right? coolest like boxes that we had seen. It was like combination boxes where if you put two together. You remember they, we like, did the photo them. shoot and the uh, the stylist for the photo shoot were all fighting over the boxes. Yeah, 
and they made purses out of them and all right. that. Back then, when that was kind of the thing to do, just that was like the most beautiful box. I made a time. purse out of it too. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. It also didn't have any any text on it on any of like the bigger sides. So or it, hinges, it, by the way. Or hinges. So yeah. it looked very like very sleek and like minimalist a, Japanese. Yeah. 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 Uh, with that like sort of really smooth piano finish. Smooth. Smooth. It was um, nice. Uh, yeah. But back to the cigar, I, I remember it being a little spicy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember much, but I remember it being a little bit spicy and obviously me, me liking it. But now after it's settled down, after it being in the vault, it's it's nice in right the, now. In the vault, in the Chevy vault. In the vault. Right. <laughs> in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's mellowed from, from what I remember, which obviously you would expect. And, yep. And now you get a lot of that like sort of chocolatey coffee yeah like where maybe before you couldn't really taste that stuff yeah uh, unless you were you, know, you had a really uh let, i don't know to say refined palate or however you want to call it but you it was a little harder to pick up those notes and now it's just like it's just like putting a drop of water in a in a single malt scotch and mm-hmm. just like letting it open up it's beautiful right now yeah beautiful yeah. like the coffee the espresso i love it absolutely I, it's a shame i've i think i've got two left well, in, in the vault. I guess we'll have to fight for them. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we, um, sorry, no, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Um, so we will come back to this cigar after we've gotten uh, farther into Wait, it. Wait, did you mention what size it is? Because it's the mutante, yeah. which is like a lancero. Yeah, yeah, I did. So this is we we mentioned that this was the seven by thirty eight mutante, and that I held on to those because that was just by far my favorite size. Yeah, and everything was perfect about that cigar back then. Uh, of the whole collection, and uh, and I love what it tastes like now. Especially you know when when you have a, a lancero with one of these like really nice Mexican San Andres wrappers, it sort of like really comes through. Uh, and this was before everybody was San Andres crazy, right? Yeah, this was like kind of just ahead of of the peak of, or I don't know if we're at the peak, but uh, just sure ahead of feels that, that way, right? Right, yeah. It feels like everyone. And their grandmother has a San Andres wrapper. My grandmother has a San Andres. I know your grandmother does. She came in here with the other. She day. sleeps in San Andres sheets. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of uh, speaking of nothing, there's no segue. Speaking of grandmothers <laughs> in San Andres sheets, uh, my grandmother used to be a jockey. And Eric, <laughs> you recently placed some bets on the Kentucky Derby. Tell us all about that. How'd that go? Well, okay. So first, let's back up, right? Like I, when uh, you, we always do recommendations, right? So. My recommendation was that I would be watching the Kentucky Derby. So I'm sitting here in the office. We were working crazy hours finishing the magazine. And I went onto the Kentucky Derby uh, website, the uh, Churchill Downs. And then I see a button for wager. And I said, this can't be right. Like, I can't wager on this from here, right? Click me. Yeah, it was one giant. Click me. It was drawing my, my mouse over. So I clicked on it, and it's a website called Twin Spires, which uh, which allows you to place bets on the on, on just about any race around the country. And I didn't know that it is perfectly legal. Even before this, by the way, this recent ruling, uh, it is legal to bet on horse racing online. So I thought, all right, well, just to have something to talk about on the show, what the hey? I'm gonna put fifty bucks on this. So I put fifty bucks. I went with Audible. To show, twenty bucks with uh, on Audible to show. Hot route, hot route. <laughs> I went twenty bucks on Audible to show, twenty bucks on like Bolt de Or to show, 
And then I go, I'm going to put 10, 10 bucks on outright. Nick's abuela. Yeah, 10 <laughs> bucks on Nick's abuela in a San Andres wrapper. <laughs> uh, so I go, I'm going to put 10 bucks. And I ask Ivan, hey, 10 bucks. What do you think? I'm going to put 10 bucks on a winner. And he goes, dude, pick the favorite. And sure enough. Actually, I said. Pick the Pletcher horse. Pick the Baffert horse. Baffert, Baffert. And but there it, were like three it, of them. It was the no, it was the fa- the favorite though. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so justified. So I put ten bucks on justified. I ended up winning the justified outright at three to one, and then I won audible to show. So I did fairly well with those little fifty bucks. I doubled them up. Insert clap clip <laughs> here. Uh, anyway, it made it made the it made watching the race a lot of fun. I totally uh, enjoyed that. So. I will be doing that again and again and again. They got me now. And I've got a little kitty in there now. There you go. So you referenced that uh, the Supreme Court case. Yes. For people who maybe have not heard of this, although I, it got a good amount of play, especially for it's not often the Supreme Court cases feel like they know. affect the mainstream so much. So if you're, if I you're felt a sports the same way fan. About it. Like, hey, man, everybody's talking about this. Yeah, if you're a sports fan, you probably caught wind of this uh, through ESPN or something like that. But. Um, I have uh, I've pulled up an article from Forbes. I won't read the whole thing, but uh, this was thank you. Yeah, this was uh, Murphy v. National Collegiate Athletic Association, which of course is the NCAA, uh, and they ruled that the Amateur Sports Protection Act violated the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. Um, so, an explainer: the Supreme Court specifically ruled that one particular federal statute, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act violated the Tenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution because it illegally empowered the federal government to order certain states to take specific actions to disallow sports gambling, and as a result, that statute is no longer enforceable. Uh, That does not mean that sports gambling is now legal throughout the U.S. Of course, you still have uh, state law to deal with. However, it is expected that New Jersey, obviously that's where the suit originated, uh, will be pretty closely followed in, in legalizing sports gambling and coming up with some kind of a regulatory framework uh, by West Virginia and Pennsylvania. Uh, so, and New York and Massachusetts apparently are expected to follow. So, there, there may be a lot, like a pretty big shift in, yeah, that's, that's, in uh, the, the way that certain cities make their money and states, you know, generate tax so, revenue. I mean, it, it, like, what does it do to Las Vegas, right? So, Las Vegas had the lion's share of that gambling, uh, at least on the legal side. Yeah. And, uh, and now it opens it up. Yeah, I wonder what do you, I, it's not something that I really ever have looked into. But what what percentage would you guess? Or maybe we can cut in here and look this up. But what percentage of Las Vegas's gambling revenue is sports related? Like how much of this is affected? Yeah, no idea, but yeah, I think that would be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Also sports related. As regular listeners of the podcast know, this is your one stop shop for. Uh, very late NBA playoff updates. Uh, Just about irrelevant. That's right, exactly. So uh, if you have been living under a rock or a basketball uh, and have not been aware of what's going on in the NBA playoffs, your quick update, the Boston Celtics are... Taking it to them. Taking it to the Cleveland Clavaliers. Clavaliers. The Cleveland Clavicles. (laughs) Broken Clavicles. The Cleveland Clavicles are down 0-2 to the Boston Celtics, and the Houston Rockets are tied with the Golden State Warriors at one game apiece. And that is your NBA playoffs update. Oh, Thank you. Well, so our, our buddy on Twitter, uh, the schmooze, uh, he had asked for uh, hockey updates, but I have not done any homework on that. Okay, you guys ready for this? 
Hit me. Okay. This is your all-encompassing three guys from Miami NHL Stanley Cup playoffs update. We've got a maple leaf that appears to be uh, on a collision course with a helmet. Then there is... That's a, a Golden Knight helmet, right? There you go. Yeah, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Cool. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the Capitals will be going up against a lightning bolt. Mm, uh, a Tampa, Tampa Bay. lightning bolt, for sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my understanding is that most Capitals... By the um, way, you said Maple Leaf, but that's not right, Nikki. Wh- what? No, well, it, it is... Wait, wh- I, I know, but it's the Winnipeg Jets. Well, it's not my fault that it is. Because Maple Leaf is another team. Well, you know what? You know what? Hockey logic is pretty <laughs> shitty because you can't Hold be on. called the Jets and put a maple leaf in your logo. But it has Winni- like a jet Winni- in it. Winnipeg's what? logo is a maple leaf? No, it's with a, oh, a jet flying no, through just, it. I, I, now that I'm zooming in, I see a jet. <laughs> yeah. All right. No <laughs> jet is that ma- tiny and no maple leaf is that big. Get out of here with your jet maple leafs. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the guy? Schmooze? The schmooze. Wait right. till he hears our update where this guy love totally it. butchered this team's... <laughs> He's going to uh, love it. It's going to send Canada's syrup-fueled Air Force to come after us he after just put that. The, he just put the Toronto Maple Leafs in the finals. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> All right. Nick. So there you go. We'll, uh, we'll put some hockey music in here. What is hockey music, Nick? Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Hey, are we talking about the Tim Horton thing, or what? Because that's Speaking Canadian. Speaking of Canada. That's Canadian, that's dude. That's right. So good. Uh, okay. Shot, and so, Canadian shot put. <laughs> Canadian shot put. <laughs> put the Olympics music here. <laughs> um, yeah, well, while we're at it, we had actually deleted this from the show notes in favor of other things, but, uh, you know, a why quick not? quick mention wouldn't hurt. That's right. In Just like a turd in the face doesn't hurt. <laughs> news from Canada's most exciting new sport. This is uh, the best headline of the day from theconcourse.deadspin.com. Woman furiously shits on floor of Tim Hortons, throws it at employees. Uh, there is surveillance footage of a woman at the uh, counter of a Tim Hortons in Canada, and uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. She uh, she, she got was upset. shitting furiously. She was shitting very furiously. But she was very furious rapidly though. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, she, she had was, that thing queued up. She was locked and loaded. She, yeah. she but she even went and like got like paper towels. Like, well, she was ready for it. She put the, the paper thing is towels there and then said. There's no ar- there's no audio here, but the argument was about the fact that they wouldn't let her into the bathroom. Uh, uh, oh, this is an update on the story. Oh, that clarifies oh, all of it oh, now. And they oh. I thought she was unhappy that like her coffee was cold or That's something. Right. Yeah. So they weren't letting her in because they had had problems with her in the past, but I guess they had not escalated to the point of shitting on the floor. Clearly. And this time it did. So, uh, you know, you got to be careful. It's like road rage. You know, you can't go flipping people off. You turn don't know rage? if they're going to have a gun. What's turn turn rage? And you can't tell people they can't use the bathroom because you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know whether they're ready to go. I don't know, but can you, you're you going to have to link some link the yes. video because otherwise yeah. these people won't know what the Absolutely. hell we're talking so about. So wherever you're listening to this, there should be a description and we will have a link to this video the turd so that talks. you can see yeah, for and, yourself. And probably a sound bite of some turd hitting the wall that Nick will find. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you brought up an interesting point, Ivan. Like if I Let's suppose for... Just hypothetically, mm-hmm. you're in an argument and you decide 
That's it. I'm shitting on the floor now. Yeah. Would you move as quickly? It looked like it wasn't her first time. I would have to think about stance. I would have to like figure out how I'm leaning up against things. She, she went where right my pants for, are. She went right for the. She went. Le- she went wall. Leroy Jenkins. I think smooth. she went Leroy Jenkins it on it. Like smooth. I know. I'm just going. It's like one of those videos where you see somebody like you know start a street fight with the wrong guy who's been doing MMA for 30 years, and that guy just like straight into a yeah. rear naked choke. This was. Yeah. This was smooth. Like a, a rear naked choke, Nick. Yeah, this was this was She was a Joel Romero of uh yeah. shit throwing. Well her rear was naked very quickly. Very quickly. And uh and <laughs> out came out came the lethal weapon. So uh all right. So that's your update for all things Canada. Sorry, I, I brought that upon us. All Canadian things have been addressed on the Cigar Snob Podcast. Many your thanks fault, to the Canada. Schmooze. Many thanks to Canada and the Schmooze uh for providing us with hockey and uh revenge turds. So with that, a word from our sponsor, El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars makes El Galang Reserva Especial, which comes in four box-pressed sizes, the 5x52 Airosos, the 5 and 3 quarters by 54 Apuestos, the 6x52 Gallardos, which is a torpedo, the 6x60 Obesos. All of these are 100% Nicaraguan tobacco with Jalapa Oscuro wrappers. They're available in stores nationwide. You can find cigars uh, from El Galang at elgalangcigars.com or find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at El Galang Cigars. That's E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars. El Galang Cigars, El Galang Cigars, El Galang Cigars. Anything we want to say about El Galang Cigars? El Galang Cigars. There you go. All right. El Galang. Cigars. All right. So, uh... Speaking of cigars, we got some news from Cigar Town. This is the part of the show where we update you on some of the latest happenings. Um, we haven't done a lot of these on uh, on this podcast, but we're starting with an event announcement. So the sixth annual Brew City Cigar Festival will be Saturday, August eighteenth, at the Old Heidelberg. Heidelberg. At the old Heidelberg Park Pavilion in Milwaukee. So if you're able to get to Milwaukee, aka the Cream City, and you love cigars, spirits, and food, this is the place to be. Visit BrewCityCigarFestival.com for more information and to get tickets. Drew Estate announced the return of Acid Petra Subculture, which will be available at Tobacco Plus in Madison, Illinois. It is a 5x54 Robusto with a pigtail featuring a Sumatra wrapper. So this is a Cigar that had originally been released in the early 2000s. It is being reintroduced. $8.95 per cigar. Eric and Bobby Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars joined Congresswoman Kathy Castor, a Democrat from Tampa, to announce the relaunch of the Save Cigar City campaign. It's a grassroots campaign with a goal of urging the public to submit comments to the FDA and call for that agency to exempt premium cigars from regulation. According to a press release, Quote, J.C. Newman Cigar is covering its iconic clock tower and famous neon sign with large banners visible from Interstate 4 to highlight the urgent threat it faces from FDA regulation. For more information on that, you can go to SaveCigarCity.com. I read that bit about the banner because I think it's an interesting idea yeah, that can be replicated wherever. Like, there's no reason why cigar shops shouldn't do stuff like that to let people around them know What's yeah, the comment there? period is open, and, and everyone should be uh, putting in their comments, right? Not just cigar companies. Right. Uh, uh, 
cigar consumers should definitely be doing that. And uh, the cool thing about J.C. Newman doing that is that their clock tower is is such an iconic symbol of this Ybor is in Tampa, City, by the way. In yeah, Ybor City, Tampa. On, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's one of the things that you see like from I four that you know you're pat you're about to get to uh, Ybor City when you see that clock tower, right? So w- when they cover it up and put that, it's going to be something very visible. It'll have yeah. an impact. So so if uh, if you're a listener and you've got a you got a maybe your local store or whatever is you know somebody who might be receptive to an, an idea like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting to see other people kind of follow that model of putting up a big sign or whatever because you know I think there are a lot of people who are just going to drive by that and um, and be exposed to the information that they otherwise may never have been aware of. So uh, I think we should uh, link to safecigarcity.com. Yeah, yeah. So all, all this stuff will actually be in the in the description of of this episode. Uh, Last bit of news here, Ventura Cigar Company is partnering with Tobacconists for its Fathers, Friends, and Fire series of events. Guests will get special deals on cigars like Archetype, Case Study, and Psycho 7, as well as a special cigar created by the father-daughter team of Omar and Indiana Ortiz. Father-daughter limited edition cigars will come prepackaged in a two-cigar coffin. Tickets will cost $10. Go to Ventura Cigar and use the Events tab on that website. Mm-hmm for more information on these events. All right, that's the news from the cigar world. Moving on, the news from our hors d'oeuvre stations. <laughs> uh, last time that we uh, did this podcast, we were talking about which fast food items gave us caca. This time around... Tim Hortons. T- Tim Hort- <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a Tim Hortons around here. Holy crap. Huh? Holy crap. Um... <clears throat> This time around, we'll be talking about uh, what some of our favorite things are to offer guests, especially now in the as summer approaches and there's all the grilling that typically will happen. Uh, uh, we talk a lot of grilling here, but when you grill, there's always all the other stuff. So what are some of the other, you know, not a big hunk of meat? Pre-game. Yeah, some of the, the, the pre-game uh, things that you guys like to offer people. So so two things, right? I'm, I'm, can, we, can I come out with two? Cause one has to be a cocktail, right? I can do with that. You you can do you can deal with that as you uh, as you Jay Fuego that thing. I can do that. <laughs> so one thing I like to do is is uh is get a baguette, get some Spanish uh, serrano ham. If you want to go crazy, you go pata negra, but that, you usually don't put that on a sandwich. But you go serrano ham, manchego cheese. And then I make like a little olive oil with garlic and uh, and parsley, little. Uh, drizzle, I drizzle that over, make a sandwich out of it, press it, yeah, and then I cut it into small bits, right, like little one and a half inch pieces, and then you serve that as a little pregame to uh, to whatever you're gonna have for lunch. That sounds amazing. However, I've been to your house eight million times and I've never got. <laughs> you are that. such a bullshitter. All I get is the Publix. Oh, what uh, a brand I chips. I can't believe he gives you a Lunchable. <laughs> and a Lunchable. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> that was such you. a great description of this party, pre-party picadera, which I have never gotten. And I've been to his house eight million times. Oh, my God. As much as I've fed this <laughs> asshole good stuff. <laughs> I haven't got, no, I've gotten a couple of things, but I haven't gotten that. <laughs> you jerk. Well, that's a recent thing that I did. Uh, and then now, recently, the, the cocktail, the... Um, the Tales daiquiri the that that we uh, that's right that's in this upcoming issue, by the way, which uh, should be 
uh, in the mail soon. Yeah. The new issue, the the May-June, uh, should be mailed out very soon. And uh, we did a perfect pairing with David Ortiz, not yep. Big Poppy. Yeah, David, David Ortiz is our uh, resident mixologist who works for Republic National. That's uh, a big-time distributor, right? Yeah, they're huge. So, uh, so David mixed a – he just almost like reintroduced a classic cocktail to us, right? It's just a straight-up handshaken daiquiri. Which, by the way, if you go to his office, his office is like a full like – yeah. bar which he is, is like the company's mixologist he's <laughs> like the a, guy that goes out to the bars and trains bartenders on how to make cocktails he's amazing he's amazing yeah so he's tell us badass. about the cocktail so the so it's so easy right because you go two parts rum one part uh lime juice one part simple syrup and then you just shake that and then serve it up you can garnish it with like a little lemon peel or something if you want to get fancy but you don't have to uh chill the glass and it's so easy to make yeah. Right. Super easy, and then you can get a little crazy. Like if people start to get bored with it, you can uh, sprinkle a little, a uh, couple drops of grenadine in there, and now or bitters. Exactly, and then uh, mix it up and change it with bitters. And so anyway, that's a that's something that I've been doing lately too. You probably haven't gotten that at my house. Either. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you... Well, well, last thing. You know what's great about it? What is although in the magazine we did it with uh, don't. Don Cook, We're going to have a video series. Yes, yes, also. yes. So you can be on the lookout for that. The great thing about it is that you have all these rums that, you know, you you may have a little bit left and you don't, you could just try it now with Brugal Extra Viejo and then right. try uh, the next set, do them with uh, whatever, Bacardi 8 or whatever you want to try yeah. it with, right? You can mix them up and try it. How, how much better is it with one rum over the other? Uh so I love that, man. I love that little cocktail. It's just perfect. No wonder fucking Ernest Hemingway loved it. Well, what's your picadera, Nick? So my go-to picadera... You know, well, non-Cubans what, don't, don't understand right. what you're yeah. saying what with is, picadera. Right. What is that? Yeah, picadera would be food that you, that you finger pick food. at. Yeah, finger, finger food. food that you're picking at with your fingers. Um, <clears throat> so my go-to, and I don't get to do this often unless I have uh, plenty of lead time, but uh, this is sort of... A, uh, a thing that I got hooked on while I was living in Wisconsin. There is a store on the Capitol Square in Wisconsin that I still order from uh, and have them ship me stuff. It is called Fromagination. See what they did there? It's like imagination and fromage. Uh, so my recommendation, go to fromagination.com. I do this at least once a year. I'll order a bunch of each of these. I go with the Hooks 15-Year Cheddar. You brought that in here once. I brought that in here once, yeah. Yeah. Once. So it's like a super well aged. You know, he's been here for a few years. Cheddar. He says it's a once a year thing. Well, no, you know what it is? So I. He threw me under the bus. No, no, no. I'm going to do something here. Uh, so I'll, I'll buy it and then I'll. So I'll buy it for Elsie, uh, to whom I am married. <laughs> um, and then. Allegedly. She, right. She, she gets like all sentimental about the cheese and then refuses to eat it, but also refuses to throw or give it away. And so it stays in our fridge and gets moldy, and then we end up with like $70 worth of mold-covered cheese that I end up throwing away at some point. Delicious. How, how long does it take for it to develop mold? Depends on the cheese. I would imagine, yes. It depends on the cheese. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the freshness of the cheese. a pretty hard cheese, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. Okay. But, right. but uh, however long it takes, Elsie waits just a little exactly. longer. Don't get <laughs> sentimental about the cheese. Order the cheese. Enjoy the cheese immediately. It's already been aging 15 years. There's no reason to let Go it to sit any longer it. than that. 
get it with from imagination we'll ship you more later that's if you right want. exactly uh and also from so this is what you this is it's not just the cheese though oh, so oh, you're oh, taking oh. the cheese and you're putting it on potter's crackers so there's a brand called potter's crackers they sell them there this is made a few blocks away from there awesome crackers and cranberry relish which is from imagination's own brand of cranberry relish so 15 yeah, year cheddar i'm trying to remind it cracker, and you have to cut in this relish. audio here I'm I'm reminded of the the s'mores scene in the Sandlot. Now you That's get right. the gram, you put the chocolate on the gram. First, you take the gram, you stick the chocolate on the gram, then you roast the mallow. No, it's my sleeping bag. When the mallow's flaming, it is yours. It's yellow stain. You stick it on the chocolate. Then. You cover it with the other end. Here, make me one of those. Yeah, me too. Then you scuff. I don't like so, uh, so yeah, no Milo roasting here, but uh, but yes, fifteen year hooks hooks cheddar cranberry relish, Potter's crackers. Boom, boom. That's that's the a super easy like one board. People are impressed. It's not something they've had before, unless they're in Wisconsin, I guess. But. Uh, don't invite those people to your house. Don't invite them. No Wisconsin people. Didn't sound them. easy. Sounds like a, a lot of uh, ordering. Like, yeah, a lot, a lot yeah. of ordering and stuff. I'm thinking. Well, it's a it's a one order from one place, and then you might have to slice some cheese if you so, can handle that. So my order for my one place would be all the frozen appetizers from BJ's. <laughs> this is I, why you don't get any from Eric because when he goes to your house, he gets a bunch of frozen. He gets BJ's it. Shit. At least I'm up front about it. I, I ain't going front. <laughs> It's some frozen BJ's appetizers that go in the toaster oven, but mm-mm, they're good. <laughs> you might get some moldy cheese, too. Yes. So, BJ's mold. Buy mold in bulk. That's that's the way to go. Uh, any other picadera recommendations that we ha- want to throw out there? No, man. Look, Spanish hams are, are just... I know I said that earlier, but... Spanish hams and chorizos and stuff. That's just perfect. Like a, I don't want to get fancy, but charcuterie board. Yeah, charcuterie board. Uh, just fucking perfect. Yeah. Spanish ham rocks. What about uh, what do you like to serve people to drink other than the cocktails? But like, what's your go-to? Like, I'm just gonna stock up on bottles of this, or if it's a spirit, maybe a bottle of this. So we're on a little bit of a tequila kick. Okay. So we've got aye, 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 aye. <laughs> So we've got tequilas in the house now. It's like uh got a, a few different ones. And uh but wine. You know, I I like good wine. If if we're going to drink wine, I'd rather drink good wine. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm a little bit uh hooked right now on Ayala, which is from the same uh vineyard as uh you as got, Juan Gil. You got me on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's a reference to Layla. <laughs> I went Ayala. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ayala, you got me on my knees. <laughs> did you not even realize what you were doing? Oh, he did, he did. I was going to say. That's a little bit like uh, Francisco, right? Which we're going to leave just right there. All right. So Ayala, that's the that's the wine recommendation for the day. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, it's not cheap. It's like a, a $40, $50 bottle. Ooh, price me out. Yeah, but I know the distributor. Ooh. So <clears throat> Yeah. So that works really well. You can you can use it in a party when you're getting it at, at those rates, right? So 
Right. Now it's really good stuff. So you thought mine was com- complicated. Now we've got make friends with a distributor, right? Right. For your cheap for your cheap fifty dollar bottle wine. Okay, right. but that, that's a secondary uh, <laughs> recommendation, man. You guys are not easy. Ivan, not easy to please. Ivan, what are you what are you stocking up on? <sighs> Let's see. I like going old fashions, you know. So get a couple bourbons. Yeah. Bitters. My friend David, big Poppy, hooked me up with some. Some cool bitters. I got some plum bitters, some peach bitters, some orange bitters to start making some special drinks with. So that's nice. And then wines, of course. I have cool. a cool place. Shout out to El Carajo Wines El by my Carajo. house. Great selection of wines over El at Carajo my El Carajo does have uh, an awesome... If you're in Doral, there's a Carajo equivalent, mm-hmm. which is the guy that I'm talking about. Which, by the way, it's not Ayala. It's Alaya. Right. <laughs> so I even, I even <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the place you is still called Decata. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 still. Uh, Decata in uh, in Doral. Okay, is a little bit like a Carajo. Just awesome prices on on bottles. Heavy on Spanish, obviously. But yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. wines. Uh, there's wines aplenty at at the Calvino crib. All right. So back to our cigar, uh, Ivan. Where are you at with this? This is, uh, if we were doing a top 25 list, this would be up in the running because yeah. I am really enjoying this. This has gotten very smoky, uh, a little bit of peat. I still get yeah, the was, chocolate. I was going to say oak, right? Yeah. But yeah, peat is, uh, is I can see where you're, where you're getting that. Um, it doesn't like shout out Nicaraguan to me, even though I know it has a little bit in, I know it's a Mexican wrapper and I know it has just a little bit in the filler, but it. It's it's delicious. I, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, it's like a like really well aged Honduran tobacco. Yeah, uh, it has a, a quality that does make it different than the others, you know. And that's uh, the unfortunate thing about Honduras is that a lot of guys tend to use young Honduran tobacco, right? But when with this cigar, they started off with aged tobaccos, and then we've been aging it here in the office for a long time, so. Uh, that thing is just, it's smoking awesome right now. Yeah. I would say if, if you're one of those people who spend a lot of time on those like trading message boards and like, if you come across this, whether at a store by some weird chance or at a online or whatever, I would stock up because this is aged very nicely. Uh, maybe my favorite of, of the vault of the vault so far, especially as compared with how they were. I mean, I remember liking it originally, but it's. It's sort of because it's mellowed. It's fallen more into my mm-hmm. wheelhouse of that like chocolatey coffee. I like the peat references that wouldn't have occurred to me, but now you know. Yeah, to me, it's, it was oak. What w- is what was coming to mind? But yeah, I, I see. It's like a little bit more than just oak. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I'm I'm psyched that you guys like it that much. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so I think this... I'm getting a little bit of laurel here too. Laurel. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I get, I yeah, get, I, I get, so. I get Yanni. I, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm getting Yanni. What? I didn't say Yanni. I said Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, so, Eric, another trip that you will be taking. You will be in Guatemala. Yeah, man. A lot of trips coming up. Yeah. Lot, lot of trips. Uh, but this one happens to be a uh, press trip with uh, the fine. Folks at Diamond PR, and uh, we're flying out to Guatemala. We're staying at uh, Las the Lagunas, beautiful, the La- beautiful La- Lagunas Resort. <laughs> Las, the beautiful Las Lagunas Resort 
in Guatemala City, Guatemala. No, it's not Guatemala City. It's out. Uh, it's out in the woods there. But uh, we're gonna go see some uh, some ruins. We're gonna eat some fine Guatemalan food. Ivan is loading back up on Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome, man. I can't wait. Uh, those, uh, the ladies at Diamond PR do it right every time. You need to do that right next to the mic so you could hear it. It sounded like I think a... we caught a little bit of it though. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait, man. It's uh, I'm going from Sunday to Wednesday. Uh, if you've never been to Guatemala, though, seriously, that place is beautiful. You've never been, no, Ivan, but no, Nick has. Yeah. Uh, wow. From a natural uh, beauty perspective, really tough to match. Right? Yeah. It's like, like that Lake Atitlan area is outrageous, surrounded by volcanoes. Golf courses on volcanoes, I've heard. Well, uh, the last time I was there, I, I did play. And uh, we, were, we, were, we, were, uh, we were out there with uh, the people from uh, Sacapa. And they were pouring a different uh, rum cocktail at every hole. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> yeah. What a round. Yeah. So, no, no, the numbers were awesome. But I remember we were like on number four, and the guy's pouring out the cocktail, and then suddenly the ground starts shaking and the rumbling, and I ran back to my cart, and I was the only one. <laughs> I was a I was a Guatemala rookie; I'd never been there before. I ran back to my cart, and everybody's like, "What's wrong, dude? Like, don't we have to leave? Like, this this sounds really bad right now." And they're like, "No, don't worry. That's a water volcano. It's not a fire one. If it was a fire one, we'd be worried." But rookie, yeah, like I didn't know there was a difference. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I can't I, wait. I, I love it out there. Close to a water volcano either. That doesn't I, sound. I, I know, but all it does is like spew yeah, vapor. Right. But yeah, yeah. But uh, still, it freaks you out when you're not like uh, for sure. You know, from, when you're from Miami, where the ground never shakes. Do you run at the car? Or you just run downhill. And no, I ran there. to the car because I knew that it would go faster than whatever I could do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was in Guatemala ran downhill, years. Though. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> New shorts, please. <laughs> they have a Tim Hortons over there. <laughs> where's, the Tim, where's the Tim Hortons when you need one? Caddy, new shorts. Uh, yeah, I was in Guatemala almost 10 years ago. Maybe, maybe more like eight, seven oh, years ago. Oh, the volcanoes are totally different now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I did go to uh, Antigua, which is... Oh, beautiful. Because you, know, you mentioned the natural thing, but Antigua is yeah, sort of outrageous. like... I love it like too. like Guatemala's... Uh, much older colonial Williamsburg, right? Yes. Like super well-preserved ancient town uh, and discovered relatively recently, right? Wasn't it covered in, like, that? that some of that ancient stuff was covered in uh, in volcanic uh, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But so I, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful, man. So I think it was excavated relatively recently. So um, so kind of a cool thing, you know? Like you go there and you're seeing a, a super old thing that a lot of generations of people never got to see. It's possible that we'll finish recording this. I'll look this up and I'll be completely wrong. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that's that's the story there. Antigua's a beach? No. No. No? It's not the one from the the Pokemon song? The Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) What's it called? Down the Pokemon. Well, what do they what do they say? Yeah, well, over there they poke Aruba, them, they, they poke them a little Ooh, less. Some people poke them more, some people yeah. poke them less. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna leave that right there. Uh, for a word from our, do we want to talk more Laurel and Yanni? We had that on the next on the show notes, but we sort of already touched on it vaguely. Do we wanna do we wanna expand on Laurel and Yanni? 
Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that there's much more to expand other than yeah. you two guys heard Laurel, I heard Yanni. That's right. And that's about it. And and Yami, interestingly, uh, when... Did those... you say Laurel? <laughs> so Laurel, who sits out front um, at, at our office, uh, is our warehouse manager and uh, uh, barista, disciplinarian, office shipping manager. manager uh, does pretty much all of the important things. Yep. Um, Check distributor. Uh, she the the day that this whole Laurel Yanny thing went viral, she was hearing Laurel a hundred percent, and today she's Team Yanny. So yeah, I think I, I've only heard Yanny. I think she's Laurel fluid. Mm. Is, uh, it's a very dynamic uh, sound wave. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For those that have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> uh, put a link. Yes, there will be a link below. Um, to the New York Times. The New York Times did a very good, uh, that slider thing mm-hmm. where you can sort of adjust the sound levels and actually, regardless of which one you're hearing, you can slide it so that you're hearing the other one and you kind of understand. Um, I was reading, they they think that what this was, was that it's actually originally Laurel and it was from dictionary.com. So it was like the pronunciation of Laurel and that somebody had recorded the dictionary.com voice off of a speaker so it's coming out of a speaker recorded onto a microphone and some distortion happened there where the those dynamic sound waves that ivan was talking about ended up kind of making it so that some people were hearing yanny probably uh, the advanced people hear yanny probably, probably maybe what it is. the more evolved sure. the more evolved mutant among for us sure, for sure yeah so it's really like a superpower it's like an basically. x-men yeah it's only a matter of time before they build a whole movie around it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Revenge of the Yannies. Um, all right. With that, a word from this episode's sponsor, Villager Cigars, before we come back with our parting recommendations. Villager Cigars is celebrating 130 years in tobacco and unveiling its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villager La Vencedora. It's a follow-up to the highly acclaimed Villager La Flor de Inclán and Villager Sandoro Colorado. The Nicaraguan Puro is wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Okuro wrapper and boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora is a palate-pleasing, full-bodied yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Make sure that you visit Villager online at villagercigars.com. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash villager.northamerica. Twitter at Villager Cigars, that's cigars with an S at the end, and Instagram at Villager Cigar. Just Villager Cigar, no S at the end, on Instagram. Okay, and as we do every episode, this is the part of the show where we leave you with some recommendations for things that you should do, eat, smoke, watch, drink. Uh, what do you guys got? What are we What are we telling people they should check out? Uh, well, so if you're if you're in Miami or you're coming to Miami, you got to check out St. Rock Market. Uh, it's like a food uh, food market with uh, different vendors. Today I had lunch at Itama, which is like a Peruvian sushi place. Holy shit. It was a... Uh, I met my buddy Andy. Uh, I met my buddy Andy there, and he knows every vendor there. Jam Barba. Yes, Jam Barba. I met him. He's a nice guy. Tremendous guy. Yeah. It's t- tough to find a nicer guy, honestly. But... Uh, but yeah, we had uh, we had lunch there. The sushi was uh, what? What is that boat horn? <clears throat> All right. So uh, anyway, Saint Rock Market, Itama, and then where is it? 
Uh, Midtown. Cool. Like right by uh, Design District. Okay. So the other thing that was awesome there was Chloe, the bakery, which has vegan uh, baked goods. But you could never tell. If, if they didn't tell you that they were vegan, you'd have no idea. Like there's this chocolate chip cookie. Except for the price, probably. Okay, I have a I have a kid with food allergies, so I didn't even look at the price. Sure. When I saw those cookies, I was like, "Oh God, this freaking kid is gonna love this." So, so I bought. I, I couldn't even tell you how much it was. It's probably too much, but delicious. It was outrageous. Cool. All right, so my recommendation uh, ran across this new app that's sweeping the nation. At least apparently. our office. <laughs> No, it's got to be no, at least U.S. because... I'm kidding. Of course, the numbers are huge, right? I want to say global, but not enough people are messing up internationally. Uh, HQ Trivia. I don't know if it's called HQ Trivia or HQ Live Trivia. HQ Trivia. HQ Trivia. Uh, it's a live news, uh, live uh, trivia game that's played on your phone app. That you log on twice a day. I think it's 3 and 9 p.m. Uh, he says, I think, right? It's, As if he doesn't plan his no, day around I wasn't it. Sure. I know one is 3. I just wasn't sure if the second one was 9. I haven't done very well at it. Uh, as opposed to Nick, our moderator here, who actually won the grand prize. Oh, baby. 26 cents, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it, it it's awesome. I I I haven't done it on my own, but I've uh mm-hmm. tagged along while you guys do it and I, I loved it. I ha- I haven't done it just because I haven't stopped uh, long enough to download an app. Yeah. Um so caveat here, I did win twenty six cents, but you need to have accumulated about twenty bucks to cash out before you can cash out so uh i may never see it or i may see it if i win again so uh well, so, so we'll in- see so the interesting thing though is it's not ad it's no no ads right not yet yeah i know but it's like uh so the 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 jackpot or the or the prize is usually between five and twenty grand they did plug the voice uh for the last week oh, really? or so yeah, yeah yeah okay so and the prize did go up they went up to like fifty thousand for one of the days Right. So then the reason that Nick only got 25 cents, even though the prize when he won it was like five grand. Correct. It was. Split, uh, yeah. yeah, because you split it with everybody else that got it. Exactly. It's only 12 questions. Whoever gets the 12, right? Right. Splits this uh, jackpot. So now that we're talking about HQ Trivia, we thought we would give, I, I obviously I know all the answers because I won. Uh, oh, Ivan's shit. got a little bit of an advantage here because he played, but he dropped off. But we're going to go through yesterday's questions. Oh, shit. And see uh, see how you guys do. Um, you think this is going to make for good radio? It's really good, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, question one. There's 12 of these. We'll you go have to do it quick. like they do. Q1. Q1. Uh, I'm not good with the quips like that Like that one guy who's, who uh, hosts it. That's freaking awesome. Uh, which of these terms? There's no timer here. We'll just, whichever, whoever gets the most right. So, I'll count on you guys to count them. Which of these terms describes buying a house, improving it, and selling it for profit? Flip. Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, smushing, flipping, or teleporting? Fripping. I'll flip it. All right. Smack it up. Rub it down. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Ingalis Wilder. Look, Ingalis. Ingalls. Ingalls. Laura Ingalls Wilder wrote a series of kids' books called Little House on the What? 
Garbage Pro- Island, Prairie, or Volcano? <laughs> prairie. 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 The paste used to fill gaps between floor tiles is called gravel, grout, or grundy. Grout. <laughs> Grundy's good. Grundy's I am Groot. Ivan? <laughs> grout. You're registering your grout out answer. Which of these foods would pescatarians most likely eat? Sushi, a BLT sandwich, or spaghetti bolognese? Sushi. Sushi. Which of these is the correct spelling for a common type of fragrance? Cologne, spelled C-O-L-O-G-N-E. It's the first one. It's A. <laughs> okay. I'll We're all the, saying I'll, G-N-E. I'll save you the time. We're all saying G-N-E. G-N-E, yes. All like right. the city. In what country is the title character of the Where's Waldo franchise known as Charlie? Germany, France, or Ireland? France. France. This was the question. This that is the one that knocked yesterday. me out. So you you answered what Germany? Germany, yeah, yeah. Um, the Cologne pre question got ooh, me. Oh, they got you. Just right? Primed, primed yeah. for Germany. So you would have made it farther than than Ivan. Uh, which of these musicals famously features a man eating plant? Sweeney Todd, Little Shop of Horrors, Spamalot. Little Shop of Horrors. Little, yeah, Little right. Shop of Horrors. A well-known number series is named for which of the following mathematicians? Euler, Fibonacci. Euler, Gauss, or Fibonacci? Fibonacci. You going with Fibonacci? Yeah. Of course it is. What architect's son followed in his footsteps on a smaller level, creating a popular building toy? I.M. Pei, Frank Gehry, or Frank Lloyd Wright? I'm going to go I.M. Pei. You would have been knocked off because it was Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, oh wow. Falling water. There you go. All right, so this is, did you say Gary or Frank Lloyd Wright? He said Gary. Gary, all right, so it was Frank Lloyd Wright. Well, let's see. So, so far you're even, each with uh, with one loss here. Ivan's got a little bit of an advantage because he, he knew the France thing going in. Which of these states is expected to report a significant population increase in the 2020 census? Oregon, New York, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alabama. I'm going Oregon. It was Oregon. Really? Yeah. Wow, I thought, okay. Which has not been the central gimmick of an OK Go video? Close-up magic tricks? Super slow motion? Or zero gravity? What was the first? Close-up magic tricks. Close-up magic tricks, super slow motion, zero gravity. Which has not been the central gimmick? Close-up magic tricks. Close-up magic. All right, yeah, that's that's the right answer. Which of these people is part of the family that once owned America's largest private house? Nelson Rockefeller, George Vanderbilt II, or Bill Gates? Vandy. Vandy. Yeah, Vandy. Mr. Bill Moore. And, uh, and that's it. That was the last question. I think so. So. I would have still been knocked out. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But now, now people get a sense for what sorts of questions are in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not like you need to be uh, a PhD or anything like that. You can guess your way through some of this and still have a pretty good shot. It's like at one winning 25 cents at winning 25 cents. Or I think, uh, at some point in the last week, the, uh, they split it. <coughs> so I saw 30 people... t- today's was 35 bucks. Well, and there was a 550 something dollar thing. Not too long ago. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the yeah. great thing about it. You have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. You might come out of it a 25 cent an air or a uh, hundred air. Yeah. So, uh, hundred air. So yeah, check out HQ trivia. Uh, my recommendation is a little weird and inconvenient, uh, but uh, Joe Cardona, uh, you might have read the article that he wrote for us. How long ago was that? Like four years ago or so? Yeah. More or less. So Joe Cardona is a documentarian here in Miami who uh, wrote a piece for us about the history of salsa music. And uh, 
he recently uh, debuted a new documentary called Political Animals. I went to see uh, the debut at a theater here in Miami. It uh, aired last night, so that was Wednesday, on uh, Miami's PBS station. And usually with these things, they They end up sort of spreading nationally. Now, this one is an especially Miami story, but I think that it'll end up spreading anyway because it's sort of, you know, relevant wherever. And it was about... uh, the controversies over Miami-Dade County and its dealing with uh, the problem of stray dogs and making the dog shelter no-kill shelters and stuff like that. So if that is a subject that interests you, uh, if you're in Miami, look for when they're going to re-air it. I'm sure they're airing it multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Political animals. Otherwise, if you're not in South Florida, uh, just keep an eye out over the summer. Usually over the course of the summer, they end up spreading to other markets. So... Uh, even, Joe even if the political animals, even if the subject doesn't interest you, you should check that out because he's such a great filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, he's done other things that uh, are already available for streaming online. So you can check out, for example, Major League Cuban, which uh, was about uh, American and Cuban baseball and their influence on one another. Um, Miami Bohem, which was about sort of like all the fusion music sounds in Miami. So. Definitely check that out. Well, but you know, you can go to politicalanimalsdoc.com and they have a link to watch the film. Oh, well, there and you go. And you can just stream it. I had no idea. Look at this. This has got a whole lot easier. So politicalanimalsdoc.com. Yep. Cool. All right. So Yeah, Joe Cardona is a badass, man. We love that dude. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to throw in here? Not for me. Nope. Cool. All right. Well, with that, catch us next time. Cigar Snob Podcast. You can find us on social media. Twitter and Instagram are both. Cigar Snob Mag. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Cigar Snob Magazine. Write us all of your feedback at feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. You can find all the past episodes of this podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast or subscribe to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. Send us uh, feedback if you've ever uh, taken a dump inside of Tim Hortons. Yeah, let us know how that went. Cool. All right. Till next time. Bye-bye.